Fire and Earth podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover, and I am thrilled to introduce another guest, a powerhouse, an amazing woman. We are so thrilled to have Natasha Mitchell on the show. Welcome, Natasha. Hi, Jason. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, of course. So why don't you tell our listeners, our viewers, a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you contribute to the world, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So my name's Natasha and I'm actually a business coach and consultant and I specialize in helping creative entrepreneurs actually um, scale their business with ease. So um, I really help people to take the complexity out of their business um, to create a business that is very much aligned with, you know, it sounds a bit cliche, but with their dream life. Um, So really help them design the business models, the processes, the systems, where they spend their time so that they're enjoying what they do and they can make money um, doing what they do as well. Well, so when you use the word creatives, you know, just maybe go into a little bit more of that just to make sure. I think I kind of know what you're talking about there, but just want to make sure um, what kind of creatives you actually serve then. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Jason. Um, So I work with a lot of um, my clients are in the event industry, um, as it turns out. I mean, they're not only event industry people, but I work with a lot of, for example, um, event planners, designers, um, photographers, videographers, graphic designers. So they're people that um, when I say creative um, and, and, you know, like some of my clients are art gallery owners and online art gallery owners and or they produce, um, you know, a specific, like a spiritual intention card. So they're mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. it's always interesting. I, I think it's great to understand the distinction. For me, creative, these people are, um, are artistic, but they're very hands-on with their craft. So they're not just offering an information product like, um, you know, a lot of coaches do. They're really creating something in the world and there's a physical output of what they create mm-hmm. well and those people you know they're really really good at whatever their art is but they have no idea usually how to run a business so that's that's where it's like i love yeah. business coaches that are helping creatives because you know i love art <laughs> in general yeah. you know and so it's it's nice for people to actually be able to make a living from it you know, because there's the old joke kind of a thing, you know, the artist actually doesn't make any money until after they're dead. Right. Very few like Pablo Picasso did. But, you know, most of the people, it's like their paintings are worth multi-million dollars now and they were, you know, poor and starving as an artist. So... Yeah, and, and it's interesting um, what I find with a lot of um, my clients um, who, who are creative. You know, I think it's not even necessarily that they don't know how to to run a business. I think um, it's how they run a business is just very different than what we would traditionally think about mm. business. So um, as an artist and a creative, they're more, I would say more abstract thinker. So mm. I could say, oh, you know, give me a summer vibe theme. And they would know what that looks like, right? Yeah. They already have that picture in their mind. Um, so they can kind of take that very tangible, uh, very specific 
knowledge and then turn it into sort of this visual piece. So maybe if I, if I kind of um, compared it to this, like I'm very good with a written word, but I'm not necessarily good with a visual. So they're very good with visuals and maybe not so much the tangible. And, mm -hmm. and how that translates, I think, why, why they sometimes struggle with running a business is because they don't necessarily think in a very linear pattern. And traditionally how businesses are set up are in these very linear patterns. And so you have to do right, step right. one, two, three, four, whereas they are very good at saying, I can do step one, seven, three, two. <laughs> and I know, because they're just an abstract way of thinking, I know right. how all of those pieces are going to look when it's number 10 finished. Right. Well, and that's actually what I was going to say is I think it's, it's maybe not so much that they don't know how to do it, but business isn't set up for that type of person. It's set up for the accountants, the bankers, the real estate agents, where there's this very clear formula. And for artists, there isn't a clear formula. And, and, and for artists, I'm including event planners and designers and photographers. And, you know, um, if you want to step out of that box of, I do something different, you have to come about it from a different way. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that, that you're doing that. So how did you get to here? How, what is your background that brought you to this moment? Yeah, so I come from a very linear corporate background, <laughs> starting my career as an yes, accountant. Yes, me too. Oh, as an accountant even, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm a CPA in two states, but I well, don't practice. Well, I didn't practice. quite get to CPA, but I, <laughs> my first job was with Pricewaterhouse as an accountant in yeah. tax. So, uh, you know, there we go. Um, there we go. My degree is in commerce and accounting. So I definitely came that very um, linear, <laughs> very linear path. And, you know, I continued down that path in those kind of roles, very analytical roles, um, a lot of technology roles. I was working with IBM and some of the big consulting firms on um, large scale technology transformation. So, you know, multi-million dollar projects, um, my specialty was change management and the training. So really taking that complex technical and then making it easy for people to um, put into place. So that's my background, which is very down the line. Um, my alter ego, and Kathy, I think you can probably relate to this with your um, high-flying trapeze. My alter ego was dancing, modeling, <laughs> playing the piano, um, I love fashion. So all these sort of creative things um, mm -hmm. were in my personal life, I might say. And, and it was always very, and I, I would say I'm more of a linear, I'm more of a linear thinker, but I've got this sort of other very creative side. And I, I always found, as a lot of entrepreneurs I think do, it was really challenging in the corporate world because I, I couldn't be creative. I couldn't use that creative side you know and mm -hmm. um that's really why i said okay enough of that i i need to get in touch with more of that creative side to enjoy what i'm doing yeah it's so interesting i'm hearing you say this and a couple different things popped in i was a theater major i was into drama and psychology and philosophy and all these things my dad said why don't you go be an accountant which was so counterproductive to any urging that I ever, and I hate math. I don't, numbers are just terrifying <laughs> to me. So that just seemed weird. And then I, I realized it's like, but when I was pursuing my acting career, I went at it in a very linear fashion. I was very um, 
thoughtful about what I did and I had these systems in place and I had these, these, these methods in place. So it's interesting, I guess in some way I took the creative career, but I went about it in a very linear business-like fashion. Uh, so I just, I was just realizing it's like, I guess I did kind of meld those two worlds. Um, so, but for someone that doesn't, <laughs> for someone that doesn't know how to meld those two worlds, how do you start to guide them into a successful practice if they're sort of out of the box? Mm -hmm. um, well, one of the tools that I've created is called the simple business method. So, um, you know, that it, it's particularly with this challenge in mind. Mm -hmm. What I've found with creative people, if I try and give people like a five-step process and say, you have to do this step first, this step first, this step first, mm -hmm. they kind of shut down, right? Not even open to listening. So sometimes and I understand that um, so how I help them is is if you can imagine my model is more of a circle and we it's we can kind of bring in all of the pieces that they need so let's say mm. there's four different things that they need maybe they need a business strategy maybe they need some leadership skills maybe they team um, maybe they need to develop some systems and processes so I'll sort of take all of the things in that bucket and put them in the circle and we can grab whatever one they are sort of this is now where I think the um, more creative people have more of an emotional or an intuitive connection they will naturally say oh, I'm struggling with my leadership skills I'm like great Len, let's go over here and let's work on some of that out of that, we'll often see the driver for that is a process, a system or process is not in place. You know, they're not able to delegate well because they don't have a process. I usually already know they don't have a process in place, but if I bang them and said, let's write a process first, they're just shutting down. Um, so I've found for more creative people, this more sort of circular a la carte model where we can bring all of the pieces and we can move more flexibly to wherever they're sort of feeling called to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's almost like unstructured structure. That, that's, a, you know, only how I can best describe it. it. It offers a lot more flexibility and they naturally start to see those patterns versus me giving them a very prescriptive way of seeing that pattern. Yeah, that's a great way of actually thinking about it, yeah. you know, because then it, it allows them to continue to be creative or feel like they're kind of guiding what it is that they're, that they're developing. But yeah, like you said, I mean, if you don't have strategy, leadership team and systems, it's going to be pretty hard for you to run a business, right? Yeah. So, so effectively, which one of these do you want to start working on first? It doesn't matter. You got to have all four at the end of the day, which one do you want to start working on first? And like you said, it usually leads to one of those other discussions anyway. Yeah, and, and so a couple of things I often say in my, in my discussions with people is like creative people don't like to feel like they're stuck in a box, right? So typical systems and structure makes them feel like they're stuck in a box. So if mm -hmm. I can help them feel like they're not stuck in a box, they're already going to have a more, a, a more open mind to mm -hmm. um, 
hearing that information and they're not going to be scared. They're not going to feel like, oh, this is all businessy and horrible. They're kind of going to feel like this is fun and creative and I'm kind of creating my own story. So I think that's very important for um, creative people. And the second thing I would say, Jason, is as because I've worked with a lot of creative people, I, I have seen this enough times to know it to be true. It actually doesn't matter which order you put this, you know, the systems, the leadership, the strategy, the processes, the team, it honestly doesn't really matter which order they go in. Ultimately, it matters that you have all of those pieces in. I mean, yeah. it, it seems, it doesn't, it almost doesn't seem logical, but reality is it, it doesn't. I don't need a strategy to work on processes. I could work on processes without a strategy, yeah. you know? I, I can work on, um, uh, you know, a business idea without having a team, <laughs> you, you know, I, or I could bring in a team really early and have no strategy, no process. I could bring a team on really early in a business and have the team help guide me on the strategy and the processes and build that. Yeah. So it's a little counterintuitive, but um, it, it actually works. <laughs> Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me um, because because this was actually in a dream I had last night as well. When you were writing term papers in school, when you had to write, whether it was a creative thing or, or you had to turn in a writing assignment, this was my favorite thing ever. Until they said, turn in your outline, turn in your note cards, then turn in the paper. They demanded that you had a structure for that paper. Whereas I'm like, no, I'm going to write the paper. I'll let you know. And I hated when you had to turn that stuff in ahead of time because I had no idea where the paper was going to go. I wanted to let it unfold in front of me, but they kept you in this turn in your note cards outline thing first. So I could absolutely see how maybe using this kind of thing in a classroom or in learn, because we all learn differently also. And I feel like classrooms, of course, who knows what they look like right now, um, are so structure-based that it leaves the creative people going, I don't know what I'm doing. So either they're acting out or they're rebelling against. And then does that translate into later how we run our business? Well, I think so. And I mean, I think fundamentally, if we go back historically, the reason schools have been created in that very institutionalized way was to provide a workforce for a very institutionalized corporate kind of world, right? Yeah. So our whole system is based on that. And I agree. I think a lot of creative people's talents haven't been fostered or their learning style hasn't been addressed. It's hard mm -hmm. in a classroom when you've got 30 or 40 kids in a class to give them each a different way to learn it. But I think our underlying structures of the world have been created for a very institutionalized structure. It'll be very interesting to see what the future holds for us because the world is opening up in a much more prolific way to entrepreneurial thinking and creativity. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure our old structure of education, I think we see that in many discussions, is actually supporting um, more of that entrepreneurial thinking and lifestyle and all of those pieces. Well, I think even too, as, you, as you're talking about it, you know, even, even if, if a business owner isn't so creative, I think some of the prescriptive steps that people kind of say, well, you have to do this before you can do this, before you can do this, that it actually, you know, ends up hurting some of the other people as well, right? Because, you know, again, well, 
if you're marketing, you probably need to have a website, right? So how many, how many business owners spend six months coming up with the perfect website? And it's like, right. you can actually sell products without having a website. Yeah. And people are like, what, what do you mean? I can do No, I have to have a website. No, no, you don't have to have a website actually to start generating revenue. So I think even in, in the business world, like mm -hmm. you were talking about with the educational world, it's probably time to start thinking, well, hold it. We don't have to do it that same way. There's these pieces you need to have in place, which order you go in probably doesn't matter, right? Like you said, your clients, it doesn't matter whether, which one of these they start with first. Ultimately, you just need to have them all in place at some point. Yeah, I think that's like a really great um, analogy, Jason. I mean, you you see it all the time. And like a lot of my clients, apart from, the, you know, what I would say, my traditional creatives, a lot of people do um, use, um, provide online services or online courses. And I can't even tell you how many times, um, and even someone who's very new in business, you know, the first thing they're saying is like, I need to have a website. I'm like, what, what do you need a website for, right? So there, there is this very linear way of doing that is, I think, hurting entrepreneurs. I think entrepreneurs yeah. generally need to be a lot more dynamic and flexible and um, do the imperfect action. You know, we hear all that imperfect action, but um, a big part of my methodology, apart from sort of this linear, it, you know, it's called the simple business method. So my whole method with people is if they want to do something, say, okay, this would be like their Rolls Royce of it. What's the simplest thing you can do if we were doing an online launch? What would be the simplest thing? How could we do this without a website, without a sales funnel, without a whatever? It's like, oh, okay. We'll just do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, put up one slide, do a call to action and direct them to a PayPal link. You know, anyone can do that and you can get it up in like a week versus six months of getting a sales funnel set up. Right. Well, and it's a great way to stall your business because you look at those steps and you go, oh, I don't want to do, and then you end up not doing anything. Thinking that you have to do all of these steps freezes you. And I know people who have spent six months learning to code their own website. And, you know, to go, we had a, we had an organizational sort of psychology person on who said, are you in the weeds or are you doing those things that you're supposed to do? And if you're spending all of this, you know, you're spending a year at, at the, community college learning to do your own website oh my god get on wix and just do it you know um rather than getting into the what is your business yeah. and i remember uh you know trying to put systems in place when i started my massage practice and i remember driving around with so much laundry in my car because i didn't have a laundry service and there was one day and i'm jason I've, I've told the story where someone called me for a massage and i couldn't because i didn't have any sheets and so i found myself at home because i they're all dirty. I didn't plan on that. So I found myself at home doing, you know, 300 loads of laundry. And then I thought, what is my business? Right. I'm a massage therapist. I'm not a laundress. And it was that afternoon. I went to the local place and I said, what do you charge for bulk laundry? And I set up that system yeah. so that I, I had that stuff in place. Didn't know I needed it till I needed it kind of thing. Um, so for someone who is stuck in that loop of, they feel like they have to do all this other stuff first. How do you communicate that to them of, sort of be free and do it, do it your way. Yeah. Um, you know, the number one exercise I do with people is I do a, a quick dream life worksheet. So really help them to see mm -hmm. what are they, what is their ultimate goal? What do they really love doing? 
what do they not love doing? I mean, like I keep yeah. it like super simple. I don't go into a big value, you know, it's just not my specialty. I'm not a big values or mindset person, but there's some basic questions you can ask people. So that's the first thing. Um, as soon as they see that, even like at a really basic level, they can make that connection that already the parts in their business that they don't enjoy doing or they're not good at and they should be out outsourcing, right? So they can already see that, that picture. Um, you know, I also use a tool called the Business Model Canvas, which is by Alexander Osterwater and Yves Penure. It's a very visual way of looking at a business model. So that tool I find really valuable, again, especially for creators, because they can start seeing their business in a more, in a more visual way. And again, it's much easier to see where the break point points are, um, are in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because anytime that you can put stuff down visually, um, it's better. So you've got an accounting background too, right? It's like I used to, you, you could, in, in accounting, you could write narratives, which are memos that kind of describe a process. Yeah. No, I would make my people do flowcharts that use pictures and symbols and arrows because you could bullshit your way through writing a narrative. <clears throat> you can't bullshit your way through doing a flow chart. You actually have to understand the process. And so it's almost like that's, that's kind of what I equated it to when you're talking about this business model canvas is, look, you're kind of throwing it up there. And especially for creatives, I'm sure this is great because it's like you're painting a picture. Oh, I love that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you're kind of moving the stuff around on it. And it's like, oh, now I can see, right? Yeah. And, and when you kind of get that visual representation of it, or when you go through an exercise like your, that dream life worksheet, it, it becomes clear to them at that point, right? Yeah. And then as a coach, you're just kind of guiding them for the, the ahas that they've already had through the process, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, exactly that. And, you know, I think because of my background in corporate and what I've talked about, you know, like I came learning and development and change management. I have had so much exposure to thousands of different people and yeah. thou, you know, it, it was a related learning style. So whenever in the past I've had to create content, I've had to think about people's different learning styles and how are they going to absorb and apply this information so there's definitely a level of my background of 20 years of doing that makes it easier for me kind of intuitively to spot what a person's natural style is mm -hmm. um, and I adjust a lot of what I do um, to those natural natural styles and so for example if someone is um, you know very adverse to deadlines i'll look at a way or a technique that we can make that deadline feel less oppressive and that they've got more flexibility in that mm. um you know if someone again i we already sort of at the start of this said you know the creative people are more visual learners as a general rule so exactly that i do lots of things on big flip charts and sticky notes and colored pens and it, it seems really little. And, and Kathy, I think you have a background in psychology and NLP and some of those things. You know those triggers. Jason just said it. I paint a picture. So mm -hmm. even the language that you use with people can shine 
um, they're thinking about whether this is heavy or light or complex yeah. or easy. Yeah. So, oh, so we have to morph ourselves to our audience. Huh. We should adapt our communication style. This is good stuff, Jason. No. <laughs> what so a revelation. We, we talk about this. Uh, we talk about this so often of, of morphing our message to those people and adjusting our communication style to that which they're receiving. And it, it, it is about that customization. And I love that we're having this conversation because so often we're expected to be put in this box, in this, this click funnel, and this way of doing it. And so to, to sort of give everyone permission to buck that system and say, I'm going to do it my way. Um, I, I think that that's fabulous. And of course, once again, we've, we're on our, on our, on our last couple minutes of time. Um, Jason, any final thoughts for you? And then Natasha will throw it back to you if you have anything to, to say at the end. Well, no, I, I love this idea of the simple business method, you know, because again, I think, I think this, the simpler that you can make it, the better. And I love that idea too of it doesn't have to be a prescriptive formula. You must do A before you do B, before you do C, right? And, and I think, you know, it works well, obviously, for creatives. But I think too, as, as we've all even just kind of talked about ourselves personally, right? Again, I was trained in that very corporate logical process uh, phase, right? but that is not who I am as a person. I am a much more creative person who paints and writes poetry and plays music and does other things as well. And so I think, I think these concepts can help everybody, uh, you know, in, in being able to kind of move forward and not get stuck. You know, that's, that's a word that you hear a lot of entrepreneurs say, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Well, they're stuck because they're trying to go through a process that they don't want to do. They're spending six months on the website and it's like, you know, like you said, just, just put up a PayPal link, just put up, uh, you know, one landing page yeah. that has a payment link on it. You know, I've heard lots of people, they have, you know, five, five figure launches with no website. All they have is an offer on one page or a PayPal link and you know, it works. So, you know, quit trying to make things complex, just be simple, figure out what's most important that you can do next and what you want to work on. Um, I love that simple business method, right? That you're, that you're using with your clients. Yeah. And if, and if it helps people have more fun, like why are we doing business? It, uh. you know, fun and freedom are the biggest words I ever hear. So if, if we're just trying to do exactly the same that was in corporate and we're trying to make that heavy, inflexible, you know, big machine in our own business, I just say, we'll just stay in corporate and, you know, yeah. have a guaranteed paycheck. But if you really want that fun and freedom, then be, be creative business and create a business that works for you, not the other way around. Yeah. That's good advice for all of us. Um, great. Natasha, you've been, this has been so much fun. Um, where can people reach you? So um, people can reach me at my website, which is inspireanddrive.com um, or on Instagram, inspireanddrive. I'm on Instagram a lot. I share a lot of my tips and um, tricks and keep connected with people there. Um, and if you join me on my website, um, there's a free downloadable of the simple business method right there. Oh, good, good. So you can um, get your hands on that. You can have a look at that and um, people can start to make their own a la carte um, custom design selecting the pieces that work for them oh, so great 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspireanddrive.com. We will send people there. That'll be in the show notes. And then it's also, uh, it's running right below you right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> magic of editing. Yay. Oh, Natasha, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I am Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week, make your business simple, go download the simple business method, and then just start doing something this week. Take some action, get going, um, and have a great week, everybody. We'll see you on the next Fire and Earth podcast. See you.